Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on Audio Boom, the iTunes Store and from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Ben and coming up on this week's show, we're going to be looking back at our last weekend's results in the Elite Ice Hockey League as well as the National Division. We're also going to be talking to the head coaches at the Glasgow Clan, the Basingstoke Bison and we're also going to be talking about junior development with the Blackburn Hawks and the Sutton Sting. All of that and loads more on this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Loads of interviews coming up on this week's show. Later we're going to be talking junior development as we're going to be joined by the Blackburn Hawks and the Sutton Sting. We're also going to be talking about the adult game, of course. Later, we're going to be hearing from Zach Fitzgerald, head coach at the Glasgow Clan, as well as Ash Tate, player head coach at the Basingstoke Bison. But before all of that, it's been a very busy week in the sport of British ice hockey. And for a look back now at all last weekend's results, it's time to welcome back a dear old friend to the show. It's BritishIceHockey.co.uk's very own. It's Mr Craig Anderson. So, Craig, a big thank you for joining us and uh, another weekend just gone in uh, British Ice Hockey. We'll start off talking about the Elite Ice Hockey League and, uh, well, we've said it numerous times now. It does feel like every head coach that comes on the show does well the following weekend and that happened with Cardiff. Uh, it's it, it must be us. It's the only, it's the only explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, it's funny, I, I said something similar as well. It seems like when we talk a team up when they're on a good run, they suddenly hit the skids and... Um, lose a bit of form or if a team aren't doing so well all of a sudden things pick up again it seems to happen um, whether we speak or something I write on the website it's, it's a bit strange but yeah Cardiff fantastic turnaround uh, for them those two defeats to, to Belfast really caused a bit of a bitter atmosphere uh, among the fans they weren't happy at uh, uh, what they saw that weekend and they bounced back in fantastic fashion a great win 
in Sheffield on Saturday and then add to that the win against Glasgow on Sunday as well. And as I said last week, you know, there's no sense in panicking if a team has a couple of defeats. This is just the nature of the league this year. You know, you're going to have bad nights and good nights. And because everybody's basically cutting everybody's each, each other's throats, then, you know, you will find yourself bouncing back really quickly. And that's what's happened with Cardiff. So, as I said last week, there was no need to panic and we've improved right this week. There's, um, I've been doing shows like this now for about 10 years. You know, I interview football managers and rugby league coaches and, and now ice hockey coaches and the like. You can hear in their voices at times that they mean business. And Andrew Lord last week, yeah, I, I just, you could just tell in his tone and that that he, he was he was on one. And uh, certainly 14 goals over those two games is certainly uh, proving the point. Uh, sensational victories over, over Sheffield and over Glasgow at the weekend. Um, but the, that, And that sees uh, Cardiff Devils up to second. Uh, the Sheffield Steelers uh, remain top. Uh, a victory on Sunday over uh, old rivals Nottingham. Um, but uh, that defeat on Saturday. Uh, but, you know, a, a defeat and then a win against Nottingham. It's not been a too bad a weekend for Sheffield. No, it definitely isn't. And they're still top of the league. Remember, they're three points clear of Cardiff at the top of the table. They've got a lot of scoring right now. But the thing to remember with the Steelers right now is they have got some players out injured. Um, so they are playing short-handed, but still delivering the goods. And that's obviously a positive thing. You know, one thing Alan Fox has been keen to do is get his team up there and competing this year. And they're certainly doing that. Um, you know, going to Nottingham and getting a victory there, is, especially against the Nottingham team who have been going quite well this year. Um, is certainly a, a very good thing. There's plenty of scoring in that team. You know, you, you look at um, who got the goals at the weekend there, the likes of Tanner Eberle getting a couple of points. Brendan Connolly's in amongst the, the goals and the assists as well. And he's done that in the last couple of years when he's played in Glasgow and in Belfast. They've got a lot of strength um, in the offensive areas, Sheffield, and even while they're shorthanded right now, they, they still look uh, quite difficult. Uh, Belfast dropped down to third. Uh, they picked up one victory over the weekend. That was a 4-1 win at uh, at the Dundee Stars. Uh, but they were beaten 5-1 uh, by Fife. We'll come back to Fife uh, in a second or two. Uh, but uh, for, for Belfast, they're in third. Uh, but uh, it's what, what do you make of that weekend? Bit of a mixed bag? Yeah, definitely a mixed bag. Of course, they were playing on the road because of the Friendship 4 tournament that was taking place in, in their own arena this weekend. So they decided to make the best of it and make it a doubleheader in, in Scotland. Um, you know, they haven't had uh, too many um, great results in Scotland this year. Dundee seem to be a team that they fall they fall down to, apart from Sunday, of course. This is the weekend they do actually beat them. Um, but they've lost in, in Glasgow as well. So Belfast haven't really had a, a great record on the road this year. For, in many ways, they're still trying to find their rhythm. And it comes down to, obviously, a lot of changes that they made at the start of the year. You'd think by now that they would have um, hit a bit of form and, and be up there challenging. And they are challenging, let's be honest. Uh, they've played three games less than Sheffield, only four points behind them. So it's it's you know it's ludicrous to start thinking about ruling them out at this uh, this moment in time. But the two victories, uh, sorry, the, the victory in Scotland at the weekend certainly puts them back on track. And a good victory against the Dundee team who have bested them uh, quite a few times this year. Um, shall we talk? Let's stick with the the Scottish theme and and let's talk about the Glasgow clan. I'm, I'm sorry, Craig. I'm going to have to, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll do it dead. We'll do it dead quick. Um, oh, we, all right then. <laughs> we mentioned the defeat against Cardiff, uh, the Friday night game, the three nil uh, defeat to Nottingham as well. It's it's not been the best of weekends. Not been the best of weekends, but I think you can put that down to the amount of injuries yes. that the club have right now. Um, they moved last week and brought in Chad Smith from Fife and uh, Scott Jacklin, um, who was previously playing in France with Chamonix. Um, they both arrived in time for the Friday game. But you, they were missing think, something between four and six players over the course of the weekend. Zach Fitzgerald put his skates on again um, on Sunday when they, they went to the Cardiff Devils. 
the effort's there, you know, and if you hear Jack Fitzgerald, he's forever talking about the effort the guy's put in and he's he's very pleased with that. But when you're you're short handed and you're up against the, a team of the quality that the Panthers have and Cardiff as well, when you get to that third period, I suppose the you know, the the gas is a little bit low and you, you have to try and do your best in, in difficult circumstances and you know, and that's what's happened. In the case of Sunday, the game in Cardiff, I mean, Clan were beaten basically after the first period. Cardiff had rattled in four goals. So it was a poor start. You could maybe put that down to bus legs. We've seen that happen so many times before. But I think when Clan start bring, get, uh, start getting players back and Matthew Roy and Travis Erhard both returned to, to action, that's definitely a positive. But on the other side, you've lost Nolan Laporte and Lyndon Springer. So hopefully they won't be out uh, too long either. When the bodies start coming back, you'll see Clan um, start uh, coming back into form again, I think. Now, a team who've been ticking over, uh, that I think it's safe to say, obviously they had the, the Challenge Cup exploits, but but Guildford Flames. Uh, but for a long time, they were just hovering above that, that playoff line, weren't they? But all of a sudden, they've, they've jumped into fifth position. A fantastic weekend uh, for Guildford. A 4-3 win at Fife on Sunday and uh, a victory against the Coventry Blaze, a 5-4 victory over the Coventry Blaze on Saturday. Uh, Paul Dixon joking that, you know, he's <laughs> the, the entertainment value and all that that you get with the Guildford Flames. Um, that's, that's very much the case this, this past weekend. But again, as I always say, they're a team that you never really talk about. They've been on a good run of form recently. It's good to see them in that top half of the table now. They've been, to me, they've been worthy of that for quite a while. And I think it was one of those instances where the the league table, you know, did actually lie. They were actually better than what their league position was showing. But now that they're up into the the top half of the table, I think we're starting to see what what Guildford are all about. A couple of good wins at the weekend, as you say, and victory in Fife, especially after such a long journey coming all the way from Surrey, um, is one to enjoy. They, they made it. I think they made life difficult for themselves at times in the game against Coventry on Saturday, but did enough to get over the line. They were 4-1 up after the first period. Coventry started to chip away at that lead a little bit. So the fans got a little bit uh, a little bit worried, a little bit nervous, but they, they saw the job through. And that's what you'll find Guildford are. They're a very workmanlike team. They do the, 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 the small things very well. They've got a good group of players, guys that have been there for a couple of years now, who know each other really well, who know how you know what each other can, can do. And I think that's definitely a plus for Guildford. Um, I still think fifth place is, is maybe a little bit lower than they should be, given the, the recent form they've been on. But league tables are league tables. And if you look at that, I mean, they're only two points away from eighth place, that final playoff place, three points away from the Glasgow clan with a couple of games in hand as well. They could very much see themselves in that top four, uh, not before long. Yes, and uh, we, uh, Guildford Flames are on 20 points, like you say. Uh, Nottingham Panthers also on 20 points. But Fife are also on 20 points. Admittedly, they have played three games more than Guildford and and, uh, and two games more than Nottingham. But uh, Fife, Fife are quietly getting on with things as well, aren't they? I mean, we mentioned that 5-1 fi- that victory um, on Saturday. Um, they're, they're, they're doing okay now, it feels like. Yeah, they are. They're picking up points in, in, in games, and, and that's what it was all about. You know, before, it just, just wasn't working for them at all anything they were trying to do, but they seem to be getting a tune out of the guys. It's not consistent enough yet. I think consistency still needed. I think Todd Dutiam will know that more than anybody. Um, you know, next weekend for them. But that result against Belfast was fantastic from their point of view. A home win in front of the, the fans who have been looking for something off that team from time to time. Maybe they just don't do it enough. Um, so to, to take a 5-1 win over the, the current league champions is a good one. A wee bit more disappointment on Sunday losing to, to Guildford, um, especially, as I say, Guildford having that long journey. Fife would have wanted to have, have jumped on that, especially as they didn't travel. Not to be in the end, but that's just the nature of this league right now. And, and Fife, you know, like Guildford, you know, they're, they're capable of getting the results to push them up the table. 
but also in that position where they could find themselves languishing in the, the bottom half near the, the playoff places as well. Uh, interesting times at Fife, you know. What we see, what we see from them going forward, I'm not sure. They've certainly got some very difficult games ahead, um, but as I say, they're certainly capable. Uh, it's been a good weekend for the Storm as uh, Manchester Storm. Two wins are over the weekend. A four-one win at Coventry on Sunday. Uh, that followed a three-nil win at uh, the Altringham Ice Rink against uh, Dundee Stars on Saturday. Good weekend for Manchester. Great weekend for Manchester, but sadly they're still below that playoff line. And this was the the, the point I made a week or so back about the fact that it's all very well they're winning, but teams above them are winning as well which is why they're not making any headway in, in the standings. And when you look at it, that's five wins in their last six. So on paper, you could say they, they should be a little bit higher than what they are. But with the nature of this league and the fact that all the other teams are, are picking up points as well, they are still underneath that black line. But they're in a great run of form right now, Manchester. They've got a busy week coming up, which I'm sure we'll touch on. Mm. And if they can keep that rolling, if they can keep that momentum going, then we can see them break into that top eight and we can see it soon. Yes, and uh, well, it, uh, wins against Coventry and Dundee is very, very helpful. And uh, Storm do mm. have games in hand. Uh, you mentioned uh, in the in the post weekend roundup uh, about Coventry. You know, two two wins in the last twelve, five straight losses. Um, that that I mean, every team goes through peaks and troughs and that kind of thing. So uh, I suppose it is only a matter of time before Danny Stewart's side get back on the feet again. But it is it is a bit of a trough that that, that they're in at the moment. Yeah, and that, that was one of the reasons I said that. You know, we're talking about the fact that when we talk a team up or talk a team down, you know, suddenly their, their fortunes change. And this is what I'm kind of hoping for Coventry. Um, because they, they have on paper a, a decent enough team, but for some reason the results aren't going their way right now. And they find themselves in that eighth place. And I've often said Coventry, you know, this season should be aiming for probably a mid-table kind of finish this year. The last couple of years they have literally scraped into the, the playoffs and no more. And that's nervy for them. Coventry are maybe a better team than that. I mean, they're, they're certainly not the team that were winning Grand Slams and league titles um, that they were 10, 15 years ago. There's certainly a, a change um, in, in terms of the guard in that respect. But Coventry, you know, looking where they are, Charles Corcoran is, is firing in plenty of points. They've got a decent goalie, Jamie Phillips, lacking in the, the, the finish lad. Fantastic team all round. You know, they're, they're a team that are hard to play against. Sometimes they're a team you don't know what Coventry team's going to show up. Um, it just depends. I mean, we've seen them rattling goals for fun against uh, the Glasgow clan, for example, two games, and they've rattled 17 goals past them. They've got it in them. Coventry have got it in them to be much higher than they are right now. But this run of form isn't good. All it's, I think all it's going to take is one win, and you, you'll see them motoring again, hopefully sooner rather than later, of course. Well, that's all the results from uh, from last weekend. Uh, a busy week coming up in the Elite Ice Hockey League, especially for the Manchester Storm as well. Um, Phil Sofers for Manchester, in all fairness. Uh, they're playing on Wednesday <laughs> night away at Nottingham. Then on Friday, they're hosting the Glasgow clan. And then on Sunday, they're travelling to Guildford. Uh, quite remarkable schedule, that, for, for Manchester. Uh, Friday night game, uh, as well as Storm against clan, we've got Belfast hosting the Sheffield Steelers. Whilst on Saturday, it's uh, Glasgow hosting Cardiff. That's a big game, isn't it? Dundee against five, Coventry against Nottingham, Belfast against Sheffield, wow. Uh, and on Sunday, Nottingham against Guildford, Dundee against Coventry, and Fife hosting Cardiff. Um, there are some big games there, aren't there, this, this weekend? There certainly are. I think the Belfast-Sheffield doubleheader, um, I think, leaps out at you because of the, the fact that those two teams are occupying the, you know two of the top three positions at the top of that table right now. The Steelers, you know, top of the table, they want to increase that lead even more. That could be interesting if they get two wins on the road uh, in, in Belfast there. Belfast, on the other hand, well, they'll be looking to close that gap. You know, they're back home after the weekend away in Scotland. 
Um, that could go either way. You, I wouldn't be surprised if you, you saw those two games split, Belfast winning one night and Sheffield the other. Um, I think that kind of leaps out at me. But yeah, you mentioned Glasgow and, and Cardiff playing each other again. That has the potential to go either way. It depends if Glasgow have any bodies back um, in the team. Um, Cardiff, that long that long trip for them, although they usually fly. They, they, they cheat a little bit, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Um, you know, they, they tend to fly rather than take the bus. So um, that could be an interesting one. We'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on those. And uh, we're also going to keep an eye on the National Ice Hockey League as well. The uh, National Division certainly been heating up uh, this past weekend. Uh, the weekend started off with Swindon Wildcats uh, dropping points. Uh, they were beaten by Basingstoke by four goals to two at home as well. Um, so could Telford capitalise over the weekend given the fact that that was Swindon's only game? Yes, they could. Uh, they beat Lee's Chiefs 3-0 on Saturday and then travelled just to East Yorkshire to take on Hull and uh, beat uh, Hull Pirates by seven goals to four on the River Humber. So uh, that's that's a good weekend for Telford. Great weekend for Telford. And, you know, we spoke last week about, you know, how that league changes hands quite a lot and, um, you know, how interesting it really has become between them. But they've got some really big players in their team, um, you know, Telford. I mean, Jason Silverthorne getting a hat trick on Sunday is fantastic. Another old stager, if I can say that. Um, you know, and Silverthorne getting a hat trick in his old stomping ground in Hull. He, uh, Silverthorne used to play for the Stingrays back in the day when they in the Elite League. So that'll have meant something to him as well. But it's, it's good to see them back top of the table. I'm really fascinated in between this battle between Telford and Swindon at the, the top of the table right now. Swindon, not, they're not even playing catch up. They're three points behind both teams. Both teams have played the same number of games. Um, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and I'm, I'm enjoying this. And there, there is an opportunity as well, whilst uh, teams above are, are dropping points for the likes of Peterborough and, and Basingstoke and Hull to close that gap. But but they're, they're only getting two-point weekends, aren't they, at the moment? I mean, um, Peterborough Phantoms, uh, they did beat the Raiders 7-4 on Sunday, but uh, that followed up a, a defeat at home to Bracknell on Saturday. Um, so, um, I'm, I'm, But it was a good weekend for Basingstoke. Basingstoke uh, following up that win over Swindon with a fantastic 6-3 victory over the Raiders on Saturday. Uh, but just to finish things off, talking about uh, the uh, the second tier of, of British ice socket, Milton Keynes Lightning, they've had a great weekend, haven't they? Beating Hull Pirates in that thriller there uh, in Milton Keynes and then beating Leeds Chiefs 4-2 on Sunday. Milton Keynes, I, I said this in the five things we learned this week, I think probably the most frustrating team in British ice hockey right now. Um, you know, Liam Stewart seems to be the piece of the puzzle they've been missing. You know, he arrives, they got a four-point weekend three weeks ago. They do nothing in the last three weeks. And then they go and pick up another four-point weekend this weekend as well. So they really are a team that they should be looking to push on a little bit. It is that little bit tighter in that kind of mid to bottom half of the table area, where you know if, if they get some, if they actually get themselves on a run and, and get some consistency going, um, they could find themselves up there, even not you know breathing down the necks of Sheffield Steel Dogs. So you know it's quite incredible to think that after the start to the season they had. Uh, Milton Keynes, a good result um, against Leeds on uh, Sunday there. That was a home ice because of the, the change in venue, uh, with Leeds rink still not being quite ready yet. Um, but that victory over Hull Pirates on Saturday, a 15-goal thriller, um, <laughs> was quite something. Liam Stewart, again, on the, the score sheet, three goals in that one. And then, as I say, they're going to do it against Leeds on uh, Sunday as well. Going really well, um, but they have to they have to pick up consistency. That's the thing with Milton Keynes right now. You know, Raiders are right above them. They played a game more, only two points in it. And you have to wonder when Milton Keynes are going to start kicking on. 
is it going to be this weekend? We'll have to see. They've got Telford Tigers mm. on Saturday. That's quite a hell of a way to start the weekend against the team who's currently top of the table. And then they go to Hull on Sunday. It's going to be a tough ask for them. If they get something out of this weekend, then we might see a, a change in direction for Milton Keynes Lightning. Yeah, and it's a big weekend for Peterborough as well on, on Sunday. Peterborough travelling to Telford. Um, so it's uh, that's, uh, mm. that's a big weekend. Uh, but uh, speaking of big sure weekends, is. Craig, you've got a big weekend coming up uh, for BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Uh, what, what have you got for us uh, over the next seven days or so and uh, and where are you heading what, what have you got planned well just uh, I'll, be, I'll be doing the, the Glasgow game obviously That's um, I, do, I do some work for them so I'll be there on Saturday when they take on uh, the Cardiff Devils um, as for the rest of the week I'm currently working on that at the moment so uh, I can't reveal anything at this point you'll just have to wait and a big thank you to Craig Anderson from BritishIceHockey.co.uk for joining us on this week's show. Incidentally, we'll be hearing a bit more from Craig later as uh, he caught up with Glasgow Clans head coach Zach Fitzgerald ahead of Friday night's game at the Manchester Storm. And before that, uh, also coming up on this week's British Ice Hockey podcast, we're also going to be talking about youth development as we're going to be joined by the Sutton Sting and the Blackburn Hawks. But before that, it's to the National Ice Hockey League that we turn to. And as we were discussing there, it was a fantastic weekend for the Basingstoke Bison beating both the Swindon Wildcats and the Raiders. Uh, Basingstoke Bison currently sitting fourth in the table. And joining me now down the other end of the phone, we should be joined by the head coach at the Basingstoke Bison. It's Ash Tate who joins us now. Uh, so Ash, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, what a fantastic weekend uh, for, for your boys. Uh, let's start off with that Friday night win at uh, at the Swindon Wildcats quite a performance there yeah I mean um, it was we, obviously we were coming off the weekend before we got nothing out of it um, and Swindon is not the easiest place uh, to go into and get points so it was it, it was kind of the best of both worlds we knew we had to have some bounce back from the previous weekend um, and we knew we had to be kind of at our best um, to come out of Swindon with anything and, and the, I can't fault the boys application um, for 60 minutes and uh, you followed that up, uh, and, and like, like you said, I mean, the, the previous weekend, it, it was what it was, but the, the last weekend just gone, uh, two wins from two, and uh, a fantastic victory over the Raiders on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it was kind of a, we got into it pretty early, um, got a decent lead, and then there, was, there were a few setbacks, uh, gave up a couple of shorthanded, um, or obviously Raiders power play goals. Um, but we, we, you know, we didn't let it get get us down in that sense we came straight back and, and got back on the scoreboard quick and, and kind of took control again so um again sometimes you know you don't get points for style and it wasn't it wasn't the prettiest of performances but it's the result that matters so we're, we're heading into december now so uh, not too far off the, the halfway stage of the season how, how do you how do you think the season's progressing because basically stoke in and around that uh, that uh, top four now yeah i mean it's um we had a decent run a couple of weeks ago. I think we went five on the bounce. Um, you know, that's the important thing, I think, is to, even when you're not playing that well, is just to make sure you're picking up points, even if it's getting to 60 minutes as a tie. Um, you know, just picking up that one point always helps. Um, obviously, we, we've been we've been pretty good in overtime and, and shootout this year. But, yeah, it's just, just to keep chipping away at it and not worry about the bigger picture too much. It's just look at, you know, what's ahead of you the next next kind of the next game next game and and you know if you if you kind of it's just baby steps and once you take care of those you know it kind of builds up 
And uh, obviously, it's, it's baby steps for everyone, really. And I've, I've asked some of your counterparts elsewhere in the division about about this new national setup, uh, a return to to national league competition for, for for a lot of sides. How how are you finding that 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 step up into you know having to travel to the likes of Hull and Sheffield and the like? It, well, it's funny because obviously it's kind of that's you know it's not it's not the longest bus trip I've ever done, that's for sure. But um, you know some of some of the guys who they're not used to that kind of travel, you, you'd think we were. Um, going to be 24 hours on a bus the way they come prepared but it's it always <laughs> makes me laugh but yeah you know it is what it is it's it, unfortunately the downside is getting back at two three in the morning and guys having to get off of work on a monday which which you know you and it was a big problem when talking to players last summer they were concerned about the travel but i think the structure of formats vastly improved um and i think that the standard across the leagues improved whereas last year you could you could head into the weekend you know without preempting too much but you you knew where you were gonna you you definitely were gonna pick up some points um this year that's not the case and uh like, like we said i mean you're at, you are fourth um i mean it's still relatively early days in, in the season i mean what what do you think basingstoke can can achieve this season because you, you yourself um, and peterborough and huller are neck and neck trying to trying to catch up swindon and telford it looks like yeah that's it i mean it's a tough one you you know if you want to catch the teams above you've got to take points from them and and it's important to keep the ones below you below you we just like i said it without being too much of a cliche we just like we have to keep chipping away and just make sure we're prepared every game make sure we're picking points up because like i said everybody's taking points off everybody else right now um and it's we need to make sure that we just look after ourselves and we don't get to the point where we're relying on other teams for results and uh, two matches uh, this weekend, uh, one at home, one away. Uh, firstly, the, the home game against the Sheffield Steel Dogs. Um, they're, they're threatening to, to join yourselves and, and, and Peterborough and Hull in the, in the chasing pack. So, so this is a big game. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's also kind of double-edged because it, it counts for cup points for us as well. And we're just sort of chasing that last spot in the cup um, for qualification. So we haven't seen Sheffield for a while. Um, we were unlucky not to get anything out of that rink earlier in the season. I think it was one of the better road games um, that we've played and we, we've probably won games where we've played worse. So, you know, I, I know Morgs reasonably well and, and I know the, the style of hockey they like to play. Um, and it's, you know, we as I've said, we have to come to the rink ready and make sure we start the game on time. You know, we unfortunately, the, a couple of weeks ago, we gave up two, three goal leads very, very quickly. You, you, you're never going to win games if you do that. And it's important not to put yourself in that position. And then Raiders away, not not too far a trip on Sunday. No, it's a, it's a pretty pretty close one. Obviously, we played them last week. We're familiar with each other. We've, we've kind of played three or four times already. You know, they're a good team at home. And the, the, the scary thing with them is you're never quite sure what you're going to get. They're, they can be one or the other on their, on their day. And we were on the end of a, of a hammering early in the season. So we know what they're capable of in their own rink. And again, we just have to make sure we're ready. Um, can't take any days off and, and, you know, make sure that we, we get something out of the game. And, and finally, then, Ash, obviously, um, you know, a, a player head coach as well. Um, how, how, how are you finding life, uh, that side of things, as a, as a, as a head coach? Um, it, 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 it's definitely trying to keep all the plates in the air. I mean, I'm fortunate. Obviously, my, my assistant, Tony Redmond, is, you know, when it comes to game time, he's pretty efficient on the bench and, and the guys respect and, and listen to him and it, it makes that side of things easier for me but you, you're kind of never switched off you're always you'll always see things and then when guys come back to the bench you want to mention it but you've got to be ready because you're going out there and sometimes kind of things pass you by so it's um it's a bit of a juggling act at times 
And uh, and uh, fi- final thought then. Obviously, this weekend Sheffield Steel Dogs on on Saturday. What, what's your what's your final message to that home faithful? Uh, you know, I think the the, the like fans are kind of they're loyal and they appreciate hard work. And and hopefully, you know, we we kind of give that every night. And um, regardless of the result, they're there for us. Um, and and you know, it's great to see. It. It's nice to have. Um, hopefully, we can reward them with another two points. Basingstoke Bison head coach Ash Tate there speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey podcast. Uh, We will, of course, be returning to the national division of the NIHL on next week's British Ice Hockey podcast. Uh, But let's go one step below now to North One and the Blackburn Hawks. The Blackburn Hawks Academy up there in Lancashire. And last week they announced that they're recruiting four new players. And for more now on the Academy at the Blackburn Hawks, we should be joined by Vice Chairman at the club. It's a welcome to the show to Anthony Fernandez. Well, Anthony, a big thank you for joining us and uh, great news about the academy uh, growing at the at the Blackburn Hawks. Before we get to the various links, people can can get in touch with, with the club to see if their kids would like to, to play. Can you give us a bit of scale about the academy and uh, and how many players we're talking about here that already are a part of the club? Yeah, sure, Ben, no problem. End of last season was, was a tough time really for the academy. Uh, a lot of work went in over the summer. A hell of a lot of work went in last year from uh, the previous committee and... There was, there was concern early on that might fold. Um, going forward, there was a lot of appetite from parents. They wanted it to continue. They got together. A new committee was formed. And fortunately, the academy was, was basically allowed to uh, go forward, but only with an under-13s and under-15s team. Um, we have a 9s and 11s training with us. Fortunately, they're playing their games alongside Witness Wild at the minute. They've got special dispensations to play for Witness, which is, is fantastic. I think a lot of the clubs have got to collaborate, really, because it is a minority of a minority sport. But there's a hell of a lot of enthusiasm and a heck of a lot of work goes in behind the scenes from a lot of people. Currently, we've got, obviously, the Hockey Excellence, which is rink run. And that's, that's the way to start, basically. Coming through there, we have coaches on the Hockey Excellence who are connected to the academy. And if everyone's good enough, they can then come and train alongside the academy at the same time staying on Hockey Excellence with a view to obviously progressing to the actual Hawks Academy full-time after that. 9-11s currently train on a Tuesday evening, 7-8. And I said, they play their games in collaboration with the uh, the Witness Wild 9-11s. So that, that, that's been a very, very good matchup, really. It gives our guys the opportunity to train with us, but play with Witness, which is you know, it's important going forward. It's a small sport. I've watched it for 30 years. A lot of love and attention behind the scenes between the players and a heck of a lot of respect. So whoever you play for, that doesn't really matter too much. It's the spirit of the game, and, and you know we get that embedded at 9-11. Hopefully that's going to go right the way through up to, up to adulthood. We've also got on, the, on Tuesday night specialist training every other week with Nick Strapans, who's our Hawks one netminder. Uh, following on from that, training on Tuesdays for 13s and 15s, that's 8 till 9, and that, that's purely academy training for the 13s and 15s. And I, I was going to say, I mean, it's not, it's not just Blackburn, is it? It's that whole M65 corridor and, and, and beyond, really. It's it's not just for kids in Blackburn, is it? Who, who You know, if if, if, if if Blackburn Hawks are doing well as, a, as an academy, there's all kinds of uh, pathways that could be developed in, in other towns in that Lancashire area. Absolutely. I mean, the thing, I don't live in Blackburn. And what's, what's, what's quite amazing, when you speak to the kids, initially you think of all these lads are from Blackburn. It's probably very few, actually, just from Blackburn itself. Certainly the surrounding areas, what guys coming in from uh, Blackpool, Manchester. I live in Chorley myself and my son players. But, you know, the access is there. I, ice rinks are few and far between in this country. You know, that's the nature of the beast. So you've got to go to where the ice is. It's not going to come to you. 
So if you're if you're fortunate enough to be able to you know be in a reasonable um, travelling distance of a rink, you know you, you need to be taking advantage of that. And uh, like you said, I mean a, a new committee and a, a new drive. So so what 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 is the plan now for for, for going forward? The plan going forward now we've, we've got to grow the younger end. That's that's, that's the way forward. It's the 13 and 15. Like I said, we've got 15 players on the 13s, 14 players on the 15s. We've got to try and recruit now for the nines and 11s. They're the future. And that's the way it's going to go. If you're going to grow a club, you've got to grow it from the bottom upwards. Obviously, as well. I mean, as I touched upon it in the intro. It's it's all about developing that conveyor belt, isn't it? So they they go into uh, if the ne- the next stage group up. It's like a, a ladder, isn't it? And then eventually they they could uh, they could end up in in the first team. Yeah, conveyor belt. It's the perfect word for it, isn't it? Really, when you're talking about kids' sport, you, you've got to take them young. And, and obviously, if, if, if you've got a 13 year old who wants to come through, a 15 year old who wants to come through, absolute fair play to them. You know what I mean? It's open to everybody. But the conveyor belt. Is, is the perfect um, terminology to use for this. And we, we do have examples of people coming through. I mean, currently now, Bailey Hodgkinson's playing Netminder at Hawks 2 in the um, first team, Hawks 1, which play morally 1. We've got uh, Ronnie Grimes and Jack Murray, who, who've obviously come through the Hawks Academy system. And, and you know, they're, they're two, two very, very good young players. And, you know, we're, we're rightly proud of those two players and we're proud of Bailey going through as well. You know, it, it's a step up. I think 13 to 15 is a step up when you start hitting. Um, but obviously, when you're a young man as well, whatever sport it is, going to an adult game is always daunting. But if that pathway is there, you've had your training, you go through, and you're looked after. And I, and I saw you know, Ronnie and Jack are looked after very well in Hawks One. That, that's fine, you know. That, that's all you can all you can wish for. And uh, when it when it comes to the the club more generally, um, I mean, I mean, it's it. It does bode well, doesn't it? And like you say, if you get them at under nines, under elevens, and then they can work their way up, uh, and that that spreads a good vibe in the other age ranges as well. It, it feels like a club going forward. Then I, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I, I said, I've watched the Hawks for, for many, many years. And I, I, like I say, back in the day, we were bringing imports in from Canada, Russia at the time. Obviously, nowadays we're probably looking more Scandinavian side. That's very, very expensive, and there's not a lot of money knocking around in ice hockey. So, if, effectively, you've got to grow your own. And if, if you can grow your own, that's, that's fantastic. You know, that, that that's got to be the way forward. And like I say, you get local players playing for the local club or clubs a little bit further afield. It, you know, it creates that passion and then that that interest in the club. And uh, and finally, then Anthony, just a, a quick mention for for if if you're a parent listening to this or or you know of some of some kids who who might be interested, how how can they get involved? Absolutely, first place uh, getting to this planet ice for the uh, hockey excellence. Going on from there, if you want to know more about our club, we've got a Facebook page, Hawks Academy, on Facebook. Or if you want some more direct contact, if you want to email our club secretary, Martella Calderbank, feel free to do so. That's marty.c at hotmail.co.uk. Blackburn Hawks Vice Chairman Anthony Fernandez there speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And it isn't just the Blackburn Hawks who are trying to grow the number of kids playing the game. There's also the Sutton Sting down in Nottinghamshire. The Sutton Sting next Saturday will be hosting the latest in their Little League sessions. And uh, joining me now for a bit more on this development at the club, we should be joined by Technical Director, it's Bob Saunders. Well, Bob, a big thank you for joining us, and uh, let, let's let's jump straight into the, these little league events. That uh, they sound cracking, and the next one's coming up uh, next Saturday, the fourteenth. Um, tell tell us a bit about about these events and what and what goes on at them. Yeah, Ben, the the, the little league was just set up as a way of uh, an introduction to the under under tens to the game. Really, uh, I don't know if you know it's Sutton. The, the the rink is quite small. It's only eighteen meters by thirty two, I believe. 
So uh, for under tens, it's actually ideal. Um, the, the whole idea is just let them play. And you come, you pay your money, uh, we put them into teams, and we we'll let them play basically all afternoon. It's a really good experience, uh, and the kids love it. And obviously, this this is going to be the, the latest uh, little league event. I mean, how how successful have they been in the past at, at not just you know having kids come through the door, but but grabbing them so they can they can start that journey onto the first team, perhaps and beyond. Well, interestingly, this, um, this we, we've done it we've done it for a few seasons. Uh, the guy used to work with us, Gary Apsley used to do it. He used to run it a few years ago, and Gary we, we was it's very successful in the respects of we get about we get between forty and sixty kids coming down to it, which is quite 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 busy down at that rink on a, on a Saturday afternoon. So um, it's, it's a really good introduction to the game. Uh, we get some, we get kids coming from, from all over clubs, really, all in the Midlands. Uh, we've had guys coming from Coventry, uh, or even as, as far down as, you know, as Telford as well. They'll come, come up on a Saturday afternoon to, to participate. And and this yeah, might, really good. and this might sound like an obvious question. We we just heard uh, from from Blackburn Hawks about their academy and how they're they're expanding that and trying to get more kids involved. But from yeah. a, from a certain perspective, why is it important to to have kids playing hockey essentially at this age? Well, initially the club was set up purely for that reason. The whole club was I mean, we've been going now about uh, thirteen years, I think it is now, and the whole reason the club was set up was to give an opportunity for kids to play. Uh, Sutton, Sutton in Ashfield, I don't know, it's sort of North Nottingham, sat between uh, Sheffield and Nottingham. So it's quite a, quite an ideal spot, really. Uh, and and we, we just, we're just doing really, really well from it. Uh, we also, on a Monday evening, we also had a drop-in session. Again, similar similar thing where you just pay you just pay a, a few quid to come on down and uh, you get on and we, we split you up and you just play games. We, we, my sort of ethos at the beginning of the age group is is not to overcoach them really, just let them have a go and let them experience it and let them get the sort of bug really. And it seems to work. I know particularly the one on Monday evening as well. We get over thirty kids on that as well, which again is quite strong on a on a little rink like that. So uh, yeah, we're doing all the right things. And 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 as I said, the club club was was founded on the on that principle. And f- from the junior side, everything else has grown from that. Uh, but it all leads back to junior development. It, the club is no other reason than that. I was going to say about uh, you mentioned the geography, and it, it is it is well placed, isn't it? And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, th- there must be a fair few kids who who either you know att- attend Sheffield Steelers matches or not in Panthers matches. And well, and yeah, what they say. yeah, well, it's yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's the, the interesting thing is what you get, particularly on the Monday evening one, uh, which we do as well. Um, we have that. I won't say it's a problem, but you know, you you got half the kids in Panther shirts and half the kids oh, in wow. Steelers shirts. So <laughs> yeah, so it can be quite. You know, it can be. Hang on a minute. So yeah, yeah, it, that is the sort of demographics of where we are, and it's and it's perfect. And you know, we 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 have no no issue at all really with the recruitment. But going back to the going back to the little league, which is which again. You know, he's aimed at kids who are involved in the sport already. There, I say, all the clubs. So it's, it's a, a club-wide uh, event. You know, it's, it's it's posted out to you know all the clubs locally. So they they just come down. It's just extra ice time, but it's it's games, and you know, it's it's really good to watch. And particularly on that ice rink, it's um, for an under ten, it's perfect, absolutely perfect. You know, the sizing's just right for them. We've got to capitalise it and use it. Okay, it's not very good for us for the bigger kids. Uh, again, that's why we have to. We actually use, uh, you know, Sheffield as our our base for our 18s and above. But uh, for anything, 
anything below 15s, we, we use the Sutton ring and uh, it seems to work really well for us. No, brilliant stuff. And uh, obviously, like you say, I mean, it is about gra- grabbing hold of them at, at a young age and then and then mm. seeing them progress. Uh, obviously, Sutton Sting, uh, I've, I've got a first team as well that's uh, doing relatively well in, in North One. Um, how, yeah. how, how successful is that conveyor belt? It took a while to get going, I'll be honest here. Uh, I expected it to be a little, little stronger a few years ago, but... We're actually seeing the fruits of our labour, you know, the last couple of years. We've got we've got quite a lot who's broke into that first team now. Uh, we've got uh, we've got some some guys from the days when we really set it up. So guys like Cameron Glasby, Cameron uh, Cameron started as a, a young kid uh, at Sutton, and he's he's worked his way up to there. Both our goalies, Nick and Ben, are both through through our system. Uh, ben Marple's one of the D men. Uh, again, he's broken. He's an under eighteen. He's he's getting a regular slot now in that senior team. Uh, Charlie Saunders is actually my son. He was uh, one of the kids from the start. He's he's made a place in his in the team now, and he's you know, and we've got a few more coming through, uh, and it's just really good to see. I was going to say uh, you quickly mentioned your son's name there, so I went, oh, let's have, let's have a look how he got on at the weekend, and uh, he obviously got an assist in that eight-five victory at Billingham. So uh, yes. he's he's obviously settled in quite well then. Yeah, yeah, he is. Charlie's doing really well. Like I say, it took him a couple of years to 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 find it, find his feet in that team, but he's persisted and he's uh, he's become a really good player anyway. Good, you know, good sentiment, and he's he's just doing well. You know, it's. It's all about the, you know, just putting the work in, and and uh, and it, the fruits will come. But it, it does take a bit of time. You, you you can't jump into it. It's quite a bit big to jump from. The problem problem we find is that, and I'm sure you we must have talked about this about all the coaches is the um, the dip, the big jump between juniors and senior hockey, and it, it, it is a big jump for majority of them. I mean, you get the odd one who can jump straight across, but the majority of players jumping from from 18s or you know top 18s, 80s, 18s or uh, to seniors uh, is a big jump and 20s and the 20s leagues not doing what it should do. I, I fully we support it because we've got a team in that this year again, of course, but it's not it's not strong enough to to bring the kids onto the level we we would like them to be to go into senior hockey. So you know it, it's a big it's a big learning curve when you go into senior hockey uh, and a lot a lot um, a lot struggle and a lot fall by the way. Dare I say it? And uh, that that's why this this if if you have a, a bigger wave of, of kids coming through that that under twenty system suddenly starts to to work a lot more yeah. effectively, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this year we've had we had a you know, decent twenties team. Uh, we had a decent twenties team last year, and we've got a decent twenties team this year. Another, I mean, I don't know if you know that one, one of the kids we had, uh, Brady Doxy. Uh, Brady was a homegrown kid. He played with us. He's he's with the Steel Dogs this year. Right. Uh, so. Brady, we, we sort of took him. He's gone over to the Steel Dogs this year because why? Shunty is, is progressing that well. Uh, I'm sure he's doing. I'm sure he's doing really well over with Ben at the moment. And uh, again, Docs is Docs is one of the kids who's sort of flown our nest at the moment, which is you know I think is fantastic that he's actually gone above, above the level that we're punching at. Uh, so so it's it's really good to see. But yeah, we've got, we, we've got a lot of kids at the 18s and 20s at the moment, and uh, we've got two teams at 18s this year. Uh, if you've noticed that, so again, that's a, a great a great thing to to be able to say that we're able to put field two two 18s teams uh, and under 20s and a seniors team, all of that those sort of the higher end age groups. And uh, dare I say, at the bottom end at the moment, the under nines um, have just exploded. Really, we've got so many, and I, again, I attribute that 
generally to the the in-house work and the little league um, and just kids coming down and experiencing it without any any pressure really. Yeah, it sounds it sounds absolutely amazing the work that's going on there, and and like you say, it's, it's certainly bearing fruit, especially like you touched upon there, the under 18s and the under twenties. It's it's cracking stuff. Mm. Uh, but uh, Bob, just before you go, just one last plug then yeah. for for Saturday the the fourteen for the next little league event at, at Sutton Sting. Um, give give it one last plug before we go. Yeah, come down. It's it's uh it's a a session which is is open to all under tens from around the country. Just bring your own kit. Uh, I think it's. I think we're charging twelve pounds, and you're on the ice from two till. I think it's till till six. You put in little teams, and you you play you play your little heart away, and uh, it's just a nice, nice, no pressure uh, environment where you could just come in and just play hockey with all the kids from around the country. Technical director at Sutton Sting, there, Bob Saunders, joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast, and you can of course follow Sutton Sting on Twitter. That's at Sting E-N-L. And uh, earlier we heard from the Blackburn Hawks. And uh, you can also follow the Blackburn Hawks on Twitter. That's at Blackburn Hawks. Uh, but that's nearly it for this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. But just before we go, just a quick mention uh, for the Elite League. Uh, once again, on Wednesday night, uh, Nottingham Panthers, a fantastic victory over the Manchester Storm, winning by five goals to one. On Friday night, uh, the Belfast Giants will be hosting the Sheffield Steelers. But the Manchester Storm will be back in action as they welcome the Glasgow clan to Altrincham. And earlier in the week, Craig Anderson caught up with the head coach at the clan, his Zach Fitzgerald. So Zach, tell us about the learning curve you've been on the last couple of weeks as injury takes uh, takes its toll a little bit on the team. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting couple of weeks here. You know, every, every team is going to deal with some adversity, some injuries, some sickness. Um, you know, as far as sickness stuff goes, we're just trying to isolate it and not bring it around the team. It's just starts a vicious cycle if you start getting you know dad gets sick and then baby gets sick and then mama gets sick and goes back to daddy daddy brings it to his teammate and just goes around and around and around so trying to isolate things like that and yeah dealing with injuries and you know um, we've been fortunate enough to to have uh, Mr. Black and Gareth who are you know um, pushing to get another player to to help reinforce the team Um, you know they see a special thing happening and it's really hard on the the team we've been playing down pretty much the full season so you know it can be quite a grind and tiring and things start to catch up to you and injuries happen and we've been fortunate enough to to be able to make that move and bring some bodies in and you know Jacqueline's been good and Chad Smith's been good as well so it's it's good to bolster the lineup a little bit and yeah it's just been an absolute whirlwind of a couple of weeks here and you know lots of hockey so yeah yeah it's been an interesting one. And of course, you've you've made your your playing comeback as well. Perhaps not in the circumstances you would have liked if you ever entertained the idea. So, what's it been like for you to to swap the suit for the the uniform again? Yeah, that's been. I mean, we're in a uh, a unique position to have uh, somebody like myself who can jump in in in, in import uh, position, which is which is good. Especially, you know, I you know my main position would be D, but I played a bit of forward over the years too. So it's it's good to be able to go back and forth. I guess I was happy with uh, being able to basically kind of set my um, standard, I guess you could say, as far as being the bench coach and how I wanted things to go. And I think the guys got used to how I was. And it's not too much of a disruption for me to jump into the to the room. You know, I played with half the guys anyway, so they know what I'm like. But, you know, I think I've uh, created the 
the position that I wanted to be in. And, you know, to be able to help out now is great. Would I, do I want to be playing? Uh, I'll do anything for the team, absolutely. But it means that there's injuries and stuff. So it's not a great sign that I'm playing. But like I said, I'm willing to do it. And uh, it's been it's been interesting. It's been it's it's fun. It's it's a lot more work trying to prepare for games. And um, you know, I can't. It's tough to coach from literally sitting on the bench with the guys. But I think we've got a pretty good way of how we're doing things right now, and we can pretty much roll through things and you know Bex has been good for me too and, and a lot of the players in general have been good with their influence on how we do things and helping me along the way. Now as for the injury list itself I think the last few weeks we've seen up to as many as four or five guys out on any given night. How close are we to seeing that uh, that list reduced a little bit? Uh, that's a good question. I think something just seems to kind of happen uh Every week, it's it's kind of funny in that way. Right now, we're just we're just dealing with that. Uh, but I think we see a few guys back from injury for sure this weekend, um, and then a few others are day to day. And um, the the thing with having a spare import is there's no and in general there's no rush coming back from injury because realistically, if you bring somebody back that's not a hundred percent the chance of them getting hurt longer is very high. So, you know, me being a player and these guys knowing their bodies and, and knowing what the risks are, I want them 100% before they come back because we can't afford for them to be out longer. So basically the, the protocol right now is make sure you're – we're making sure that they are 100% before they're back. And, you know, you'll, and you'll you know, like walking back was just great. You know, uh, Travis only missed a short time. Um, you'll, and you'll probably see a few more guys back this weekend. So it's it, it, we're starting to head in that direction. Now, speaking of this weekend, we start again on Friday. Um, a trip to Manchester Storm um, on Friday night. Now, as we record, um, Manchester, we're at Nottingham. Um, this is Wednesday night. Nottingham won 5-1 on the night. So they'll be looking for a reaction. Uh, how do you approach that game on Friday with, uh, with, with uh, obviously, some new guys maybe coming back into action and, and looking to get a win again after three on the spin that you've lost? I'm trying to get back to focus more on us right now. I think um, it's been a lot of ups and downs the last few weeks. Some games haven't gone how we've wanted to. So I think, you know, this week we've just kind of tried to refocus on our game, what we're doing, our game plan, get back to that mentality. Of course, I'm going to scout Manchester. Of course, I'm going to scout Cardiff and have the videos available and uh, the game sheet available for these guys. But essentially, it's just about us doing the right things, getting back to our hockey, getting back to what we do. The Manchester rink is completely different than any other rink in the league as far as size. Uh, so it's a completely different game there. Uh, it's like it's almost like a, a pinball machine there, man. That's just the, the pucks going bing, bang, boom off things and shots from anywhere are dangerous. Shots, I mean, you see Travis score from the far blue last season. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, funny things like that can happen in there. So, um, it's just a matter of being mentally prepared and aware of what can happen and, and focused on the game and focused on what we got to do to be successful there. And I think it's a place where you got to, you got to shoot a lot of pucks. You got to be, uh, committed to blocking shots and good sticks. Um, the goalie's got to be very, very aware. Like I mentioned, there's, it's dangerous pretty much anywhere. And that is their game plan. They throw the puck on the net from anywhere and crash the net. So knowing that we, just got to have a good focus on our D zone 
boxing players out and not letting them get to our net. Our goalie's going to make that first save. It's just a matter of helping him uh, relieve those second chance opportunities. So I think, you know, just going in there with a good, good attitude and good focus, um, you know, getting off the bus, getting warmed up and going is, is basically where I will, uh, you know, base my outlook for the weekend. And yeah, it should be good. And of course, it's back home on Saturday. Cardiff Devils come to town on the back of that uh, that game last Sunday, uh, a 7-3 loss in Cardiff. What do you take from that game that you can bring into this one on a positive note? Well, I mean, a couple of weeks ago we do it to them up here and then they go down and do it to us. And it's just, it's a crazy league, man. It's a, Every team is good in this, this league. We definitely um, have uh, to take a look at the special teams. You know they are. They can be different difference makers in, in games, and uh, we will definitely look at that. We're, for the most part, we're a very very disciplined team. You know, we're one of the towards the bottom end teams that take a lot of penalties. So you know, we got that going for us already. And um, you know, our special teams have been very good for the majority of the season. I think uh, they've um, maybe not as been as good as we wanted to the last few weeks. So we just got to get back on track with that and. You know, uh, we can play with we can play with Cardiff. There's no doubt about that. I think it's tough going down there. You sit on the bus for nine, ten hours, getting off and playing. It's it's tough. Um, and we showed up thirty minutes before warm up. Basically, you unpack. By the time you're unpacked, you're sitting in your chair and you're getting ready. You literally don't even have time to warm up. You know, we were basically throwing the fire that game. Not that it, that's an excuse, but we don't have to deal with that this time. Guys can get to the rink on time and get their preparation going, and I think um, you know it's it's obviously it's fun playing at home, and we've we've had a good time at home this season. Hopefully, we can get back on track there. We kind of given it up the last few games, so we got to find a way to to build the wall back up around our fortress and and keep those teams out and and stay dangerous on our own side. Zach Fitzgerald, the head coach of the Glasgow clan, speaking with our very own Craig Anderson. And a big thank you to Craig for that clip there. Uh, the full interview, by the way, is available on Clan Chat. That is, of course, the official podcast for the Glasgow clan. Uh, but that's it for this week's British Ice Hockey podcast. A big thank you to all our guests this week for joining me. Remember, you can keep up to date with all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey by visiting the website britishicehockey.co. UK. But that's it for this week's show. I've been Ben, and wherever you're going this weekend to cheer on your British ice hockey side, make sure that you have fun. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.